What is a family? You're now on the stupid coop. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. What's up, family? It's Jackie and... Anthony, a.k.a. Nettie. And you are now on the stupid coop. Oh, oh, it looks like we have another guest. Period. What's up, babes? How are you? How are you guys? Introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. I'm Chloe Jefferson, a longtime friend of um, Mr. Jackie, and I'm joining the podcast. I'm ready to have this conversation and entertain the masses. Child, I have to tell you before we even get into this clusterfuck that I just went through damn near a breakdown. Ooh. Okay. Not severely. Not severely. But I'm like, why can't Nettie hear me? Why can't... Th-? It's like every time I get ready to record, like I was telling Nettie, I have a bit of I feel anxious. There's a bit of anxiety that lives in me. That's understandable. Yeah. It's like you're going on stage. Right. And it's like, okay, what's going to happen? And I have to get myself out of this space of thinking that something is automatically going to go wrong. Yeah. Okay. So that's something I have to work on within myself. Um, but I'm glad to have both of you here. Glad to be here. Yes, yes, yes. So, how are you guys feeling? Whoever wants to go first, Chloe. Um, I'm good. I'm blessed, but I'm sad. I'm <laughs> sad, <laughs> <laughs> boss. Baby, I heard um, what you said. I'm also yeah. grateful. I'm grateful to be here. Um, and that's existing, and that's mm-hmm. also being on this uh, platform. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that sums up grateful. Thank you. Yeah, Thank that's you. awesome. What about you, Natty Ned? I can say that this year I am in the season of innovation, um, mm. and trying, and in that innovation, I'm trying to be more humbled in that innovation because I know sometimes when we're on this wave or when I'm on this wave or anybody on this wave that they've never been on before and it's a high trajectory, sometimes we get lost in that. So I just want to make sure that I'm continuing to enjoy it and that I'm seeing and experiencing the things that I need to experience along the ride. And then mm-hmm. also helping to pull people up along with me. So mm-hmm. my, this is the year of innovation for me. And when you say trying, I always have a bit of a tussle with that word. Well, are trying. you trying or are you doing it? I'm trying because I can't make anyone do anything. I can only give you what you can, resources you can you can obtain or you can take, and then the try is that. That's the try, and then you carry it through. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. I am laughing at myself. <laughs> Why? So I was scheduled to go to this event tonight, and it's a black owned sweet space where there's waxing there's clothing there's one girl that makes her clothing out of braiding hair oh okay 
So it's dope. So I go there. I drag my girlfriend with me. And I get there. And I'm like, it's kind of quiet. Like, what is going on? Child, even is tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my God. It's tomorrow. You got a chance How to check out the seating arrangement. I did. I did. <laughs> and it was, everything happens for a reason. And so I was able to meet with a lot of the people that are running these particular brands. Mm. And even got invited to be on a podcast tomorrow. Wow. Okay. And they got yeah. the whole little official studio. I'm like, well, y'all real fancy. <laughs> but this is this is perfect for you, Jackie, because you have this fabulous coop on the scoop on the stoop podcast. <laughs> and it's not the scoop <laughs> Coop on the stoop. On and the stoop with coop. On the stoop with coop, yes. Mm-hmm. And you need to you need to you need to uh promote this when you go on there tomorrow. Absolutely, absolutely. So it was a jewel because we were able to get a walkthrough and get to meet the different uh, business owners. And so it was dope. It's downtown Brooklyn. If you're in downtown Brooklyn, I ain't going to tell people where it's at because I don't want nobody to show up because I'm kind of scared of predators. Right. But once I leave, then I'll share it. (laughs) (laughs) Once I leave. But let's get into this. Let's get into this. Let's get into the word of the day. So the word of the day is brazen. And you know what I didn't do? Let's see. Brazen. Let me Google it real quick. Uh, All right. So that's what I wanted to know. Brazen is an adjective spelled B-R-A-Z-E-N. Brazen can be defined as bold and without shame. And when I think of an animal that's brazen, I think of these damn rats in New York City. Ooh. Baby, this they city at this point. Yeah, because they jump out everywhere. They, and y'all they, can have it. Y'all can they have like it. little people. They like little people. Yeah. I was... I, I feel like I need some free therapy at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Whole city. Because I couldn't do it. Listen. I, I was walking <laughs> out of my door the other day. I don't know if I was on the phone with one of y'all or who I was on the phone with, but I'm walking out and all I hear is this rustling in the garbage can. Ooh. And then, boom, here come this rat long as my foot. Oh. Now, I'm a size nine, maybe a ten, depending on the shoe. Oh wow! And it was fatter than my foot. Oh, and that tail was so long. I bet you. Oh my god, I was so grossed out. Giving you massive splinter teeth. Like, <laughs> I can't. So yeah, brazen. That's the word of the day. And then some people are very brazen. In their way of thinking, their way of communication. Um, so let's each give an example when we felt like someone was a little bold and without shame. Mm, that's a good. That's a good. Are we talking about today or just you know? Over... Just in general. In, in general. general. What I would say, I'm going to say, and I, I'm a single mother, and I'm sure that 
as a single mother or other single mothers out there who have teenagers in this day and age, I'm going to say my son is brazen because <laughs> he be knocking if you bucking and he be doing, you know, as far as not having any shame about, you know, how he feel or what he feel about. <clears throat> and these new kids in these days, honey, they don't understand of a good throat punch and stuff that I probably wouldn't have said or, you know, let come out of my mouth as a child when I was growing up. But mm-hmm. we are in the realm of um, self-expression and um, eliminating generational curses. And, you know, what was acceptable back then is not always acceptable now. You know, it's That's kind correct. of as far as you know the old saying is being a child and being seen and not heard and all mm-hmm. of that and now it's a space where you know you have to give um, equality to your children and give them space and opportunity to express themselves mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes in the way that my son expresses himself is very brazen unapologetic and bold I love Such it I love people. it and as a single mother how does that make you feel it's an adjustment because, like I said, sometimes I want to punch him in the throat. Mm. And then at other times, I have to be mindful of this is the experience that he is having. Mm-hmm. And feelings are important. And I have to go back to how I felt at his age and show mm-hmm. some and some understanding. So mm-hmm. it's a work or a work in progress for both of us. You know, just. Um, maneuvering through these days and times and um maneuvering through our own souls because as he's growing you know I'm a grown adult but I feel like you know we're still healing ourselves and we're still changing mentally mm-hmm. also so it's a journey for both of us and I love that and I love what I hear you saying is and this is something that I try to pass on to my generation and older generations is that don't forget that you were once a child. Right. You know what I mean? They want to be so, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be smoking weed. You shouldn't be doing it. Which I was at Freak Neat. Right. Pop locking and dropping. Right. So, you know, if I want to do a little something, you know, talk to me. Let me know, okay, so if you're going to smoke weed, then, you know, bring your own shit. If you want to drink, don't take drinks from other people. If you're going out of town, make sure you got enough. If this person has a hotel and they get flaky, that you have enough money to get your own hotel room. Right. Or on your flight back or, you know, just simple shit like that. And I think so. that's going to be conversations for when he's like college age. Cause ain't none of that happen. I don't care how what new age we in and new, what new found space we in. That ain't going. To- <laughs> oh baby, I'm gonna have to go head on and say no. But uh, oh, you are so funny. Being a thing, you know, as he progresses and gets older, like in those college days, because that's just simple, you know, intelligence and wisdom that I would have hoped that my parents would have shared with me. Mm-hmm. at a younger age you know stuff that you know might not have been as acceptable is now and you want to have those open lines of communication and then you know black mm-hmm. folks we so want to you know follow everybody else's accord and be like 
uh, ain't no child of mine gonna do that. You doing that? You might as well be grown or I ain't one of your little friends. But it's not about being a friend. It's about having a relationship where your child feels comfortable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, you know, um, confiding in you and Absolutely. talking to you when problems arise. Yep, 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 yep. I agree. I love it. What about you, Natty? Well, when I think of brazen, my example would be the violence that is happening in the world today. In Chicago, we have more snatching grabs, we have more vehicle thefts, we have more shootings than we've ever had before, especially this past year. That just Now, passed. break all of that down. What's snatching grabs? What's shielding? So, snatching grabs is people who, like, in a car, like, guys be in a car or whoever is in a car, they book like they may drive their car into the uh into like a, a Chanel store, maybe a Louis Vuitton store and go in there, grab everything out and leave and run. Mm. That's a smash and grab. Now I didn't say shield, but there is a lot of um carjackings as gotcha. well. And then we have a lot of uh, burglaries. We have a lot of people being burglarized. So a lot of women could be assaulted or attacked. We have a lot of men who have been reported to walk around with guns, looking for people to start trouble with. So there's a lot going on, especially in Chicago. I just, mm-hmm. I've seen it around the world, too, as well, especially with the newfound lynchings as well. I'm sure y'all have seen that in the different states. Mm-hmm. There has been that. Um, and they're saying that they're deeming them suicides. And they're all Black people, Black men and women. So that's happening. It's just a, a lot of turmoil, a lot of boldness, a lot of brazenness going on in the world in general. And I think it's very important that we we pay attention to it because it's going to affect us in one way or the other. So, yeah, that's how I see brazen today. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, I can say a lot of increased crime. Yes. Where I'm at, and I'm in Cleveland. And there's definitely, I mean, it, it feels reminiscent of like the 90s. A yes. Lot. A lot of it's like a, a carjacking pandemic, and what's crazy about it going back, I don't want to you know keep a trend because this is not the topic of the day, but it's right. kids, it's teenagers, yeah. yeah, that's so true. You're right, but it, and it, that's gonna say it, it's affect us in one way or the other, whether we have children or we do, or whether we don't, we still are affected because if we walk out of our houses and we look on the citizen app and they say that somebody's walking around with a gun 0.7 miles away, then yes. You have I have to delete that citizen app. Yeah. citizen app? I have to delete it. That's that thing. That is. Because oh, I would never. You can actually, um, yeah, so Chloe, in real time, you can actually see people reporting crimes. And they have uh, spot shotters now in the city, in our city anyway. I don't know if they have them in Cleveland, where they can actually detect a shot that comes like three miles away. Mm-hmm. And they can actually put it on citizen. So they have all this connected now where you can actually get real time uh, mm-hmm. news on what's happening in your city and in your right sure. next door to you. Yeah. My nerves was so bad. Baby, when I tell you sick and shut in, I would never. <laughs> <laughs> My nerves was so bad when I downloaded the app. I didn't even want to go to the corner stuff. I would like I said, sick and shut in. I would never leave. Sick and shut in. Put the girls on the prayer list. (laughs) All right, y'all. Let's move on from this because this is stressing me out. Okay. (laughs) So this is a conversation that has been, um, how do I say? I'm gonna just say it. So when we talk about breaking beauty, that's a segment that we're moving into. Uh, relaxed hair versus natural hair. Mm. And my thing is, it's your head. Do what you do. 
Right. Uh, now, my personal experience is when I had relaxed hair, it seemed kind of limp and dull and it just wasn't giving what it was supposed to give. But then once I went, once I went natural, I love, you know, my fluffy hair, my two-strand twist, my twist outs. And even if I get a silk press, like I love it. But when I say this on the back of I feel like there's a lot of shaming. True. From our own people. There he is. If you decide to go from natural to relax, then it's like, oh, you a sellout, you this. And it's like, no, that's what they chose to do with they literal their own head. Like. Yeah. So what do you guys have to say about that? Well, I mean, as an African American woman, you know. It's, hair is such part of women's black women's self-esteem, mm-hmm. our identity, assimilation, um, professionalism. I mean, it runs the gamut. So we already have a European beauty standard that has been forced upon us. Mm-hmm. And from my experience, as far as my hair journey, I've had a relaxer as far as I can remember. Like, mm-hmm. I can remember being four and five years old, going to the salon and getting a relaxer. Mm-hmm. And so, but on the same coin flip, I've always had a lot of hair. So it was something that was um, an effort to be manageable from my mother's end. And I've always had, you know, length and my hair was healthy. But it just came to a point, like, when I became a teenager and started being responsible for my own hair, you know, I wanted that fluff and that texture and me always having relaxed hair. Like, I would do, like, wet my hair and braid it and then unbraid it so I could get that curly, you know, quotation, natural look. Mm -hmm. So I've been natural since around 2010. And I decided to, you know, grow my relaxer out as far as I could. And then I just cut off the ends. And I got a lot of feedback, negative feedback from my own family. You know, there's a lot of colorism in my family. It's like, ooh, what you going to do that for? You want to walk around with Jay? What you going to do with that head, girl? What you going to do with that head? That's always what they want to say. What do you mean what I'm going to do with my hair? My hair is managed. It's combed. And this mm-hmm. is my hair's natural state. And from me not having a relaxer, I realized, girl, I, I've fallen back in love with my hair. I was like, you never needed a relaxer. Like when I go, never. Get my, when I go get my um silk presses, I'd be like, okay, like my ends, all edge control of that. I didn't really see a need for it. So I'm like, I understand my mother did it because maybe of her own ignorance and not being able to manage my hair because I had so much of it as a kid. But I come to you know respect and discover my own texture and. I don't care what anybody has to say because it's my journey. And I still get it to this day where somebody wants to say something. Girl, what you going to do with that head? Girl? Or, you know, right. in the days when I want to put it in a pineapple because uh, what honestly what people believe, natural hair is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And it could be much easier. Um, it could be um, having a relaxer can be much easier opposed to having natural hair. You put that, you know, creamy crack in there wash it out, you do a wrap tap, and then you out the door, honey. 
natural <laughs> hair, you got to make plans, procedures, you got to look at the weather, you got to plan accordingly. <laughs> but the end result with that natural hair is so beautiful. It is. It is. It's and so I wouldn't for the world. I would not. I love yes. it. I love it. What say you, and uh, well, what is this uh thing that keeps going on? What is that grinder? Which one? Uh oh. Ooh, ooh. Is that Jax? What is going on? He said, no, oh, I'm being he said, Does he think he was dropped? So I think Ain't we might. Well, we gonna keep going. The show must go on, right? The, oh, Jackie, that's me. Keep that's me. I was the one. What happened? It keeps um having me come in and out, but that's fine. I can proceed now. All right. Okay. So, so basically, for I, I heard fine hair or um textured hair. Is that what we're talking about? Uh, we're talking about what are we talking about? Relaxed hair versus natural hair. Oh, uh, we lost him again. She dropped again. Technical difficulties. I mean, we are living just living in the digital world, so hey. a it digital is- girl. Digital girl. Like All right, so let's move on. <laughs> let's move on, Miss Cloisha. Well, let's move on. So we talk about uh, real stories with real people. That's our next segment. And I have two that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, And I want to leave it up to you which one that you feel the most compelled by. So the first one is unfollowing the shade room. And unfollowing the shade room and those entities, Baller Alert and Hollywood Unlocked and all of those girls. But then there's also my my podcast is a safe space for my community, but all are welcome. You're back. Yes, I'm back. I'm back. (laughs) I don't know why I keep dropping (laughs) me out of here like that. But um, I can um, continue. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so for as far as fine hair or textured hair, I would say as a previous cosmetologist. I am definitely for healthy hair. So I'm going to have to say natural hair all the way. However, <coughs> if we're going to do a, a like a silk press or something like that, mm-hmm. definitely not all the time. That should be a one in a blue moon type of thing. I'm very right. much a coil, curly, texture type person, but I want it to be done with natural products. I'm more of a Carol's daughter, more of a Mazzani type of a person. So I really love natural products. So I would have to say natural and it's so funny because I interviewed with Carol's daughter uh, when I was living in Harlem. And they didn't want to pay me my worth, but that's another conversation. Oh. <laughs> that is another conversation. But Nettie, we moved on to real stories with real people. Um, so I'm um, following the shade room, protecting your peace. Also, uh, Natty keep going in and out. Oh no. Okay, so let's proceed. Let's proceed. Shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm gonna throw shade if I can't get paid. Oh. <laughs> well, 
Wait, come on, Lil' Kim. Okay. You the um, So which one you went on second? I did. I did. Natty. Yes. We moving on. Okay. Um, so we're talking about two topics, uh, real stories with real people, um, following the shade room, you know, pages like that. There's just like the gossip bloggy kind of thing. There's no journalism involved at all. Okay. And then there's also my podcast is a safe space for my community, but all are welcome. Which one y'all want to touch on? Annette, you missed out missed out on a lot, Anthony. So if you want to go first. Okay. Um, I can do the um you know what you choose, Jackie. I'm going to go for my podcast is a safe space for my community, but all are welcome. Okay. And I say that on the back of Nettie and I are in the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Chloe is not. However, Chloe is an ally and an avid ally who has been consistent for years. Absolutely. And when I say years, I mean since time. Oh, I think of... So, let me tell you this story. Story time. I'm going to try to make it... You know, Black people say long story short and that story ain't never short. Uh, I want to highlight there was a heterosexual man that's like, you know, I tried to listen to your podcast but the fact that you said that it was you were targeting which is his word gay people then I just can't listen to it and I'm like alright that's fine move along move around because we as black gay men and I'll speak for myself me as a black gay man I'm just now starting to see representation of myself. Right. And when I think of people that I'm around, I have a cousin that's gay. We don't have that representation. So this is this is our safe space. Period. Yeah. So as an ally and a consistent ally, how do you feel about that? Um, I 100% agree. And I think this conversation can go back, you know, to what I spoke about early about generations. And, mm. you know, homosexuality in the African-American community, because, I mean, we're we're both African-American, um, has always been a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. What is interesting to me is that, you know, obviously you have some sort of relationship with this individual to be even able to approach them and promote your podcast and for them to be accepting of it and to give it a listen. But then when they find out that it's targeted or geared towards LGBTQ, then they're turned off. But it seems like they're accepting of you. So, again, this can go to not only, you know, black people and not being as accepting of homosexuality, but also to race issues. You know, this can be related to how white people will say, well, you're not like the rest of them or you're not like the blacks that I see on television. 
this is the same coin of that young man saying, okay, mm-hmm. I like Jackie. I'm going to listen to his Be open to other black or other gay people. Well, why not? If you're open to Jackie and you can say, okay, he's a cool person, then what's stopping you from being accepting and welcoming to other people of the LGBT community? And again, it goes mm-hmm. back to that inherent intolerance that we have as a people of homosexuality, and you know, just not being open minded. Just... It's troubling because it's like, um, I feel like people want to always lump us in a oh, you know, you a cool gay, you know, right. you're not too gay. And it's like, what is too gay? Like, right, you're so fucking annoying. Like, but. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it all comes from, you know, that that mindset of being judgmental. And my mm-hmm. thing is, we are all, you know, souls having a human experience. Mm-hmm. And everybody sins. That is unquestionable. I don't care if you're a pastor. I don't care if you're a sinner. I don't care if you are a murderer. I don't care if you're a so-called saint. Everybody sins. So what are you to look at somebody else's sin and want to turn your nose up when you're doing stuff as well? Mm. And I just think it's very ignorant to have such a closed-minded approach and not being accepting to others when we as Black people know what it feels like to not be accepted. All right. And let's be careful when we talk about it being a sin. Right. Right. Absolutely. I'm saying from the approach of, you know, black people in the church, and that's what they mindset is. Oh, we don't like homosexuality because they've been taught that it's a sin. But I mean, that's a whole nother story. We could have a whole nother podcast about the the Bible, religion, and black folks. We'll do that next week. (laughs) Cause baby. Baby. All right. So Miss Nettie, she gone. I don't know if she gone. Yeah. It's all good. I'll call her and check on to make sure she got eight. Uh, so let's move on to the teaspoon of pop culture. So first and foremost, we want we are going to talk about Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams is unable to dress herself, feed herself, and even needs help getting out of bed. And this makes me very sad. Yes. Because I have a love-hate relationship with Wendy Williams. Me too. However, Wendy Williams is the reason that we have a teaspoon of pop culture in our community. True. She's the reason that the bloggers are doing anything. Like, she really shapeshift the culture. And made it okay to talk your shit. Right. And so it makes me kind of sad because Wendy is still young. She is. She's still very young. She's not even 60 yet. I don't think. And it's various stories popping up because I've heard that too, that she's not able to dress herself, feed herself, or get up. But then on the flip side, I heard of an article or a story where her uh, manager, who she's very close with, and some of her other um, employees or partnerships were gathered at her home. 
and she supposedly had this episode where she took off her pants and masturbated in front of them because she was mad or had a disagreement or something to that effect. I'm like, why is Wendy taking off her clothes and masturbating? This girl can't get up out the bed. No, something is going on. Right. (sighs) It's very tragic because I, I too, I enjoy Wendy Williams. I may not agree with all of the stuff she says, but as a communications major and somebody who's in that industry and field, um, I'm within the radio industry. I mean, I respect her profoundly and she has made mm-hmm. incredible moves again. I, I mean, this is a common thread as an African-American woman and to go from being a pioneer in radio and then breaking into television. I mean, mm-hmm. she herself is a pop cultural icon. Definitely. So it's really sad to see, all that she has gone through and all that she has overcome and for this to now be the narrative of her story. But they say they say she ain't been right and in popular Miss um, uh, Wendy Williams fashion I got to throw some shade. They said she ain't been right since she came for Miss uh, Tabitha Brown. Yo, I was not going to bring that up (laughs) but since you said it because Miss Tabitha Brown Baby. <laughs> is a goddess. She is. She absolutely is. Which I want to know her dentist. Who's your dentist? Because her teeth are like immaculate. Perfect. Perfect. Um, but no, somebody else said that and I saw that and I kind of chuckled. Right. I did too. But I'm like, girl, Miss uh, Wendy, girl, you done came for the queen. And she the queen the- of veganism. Okay. So I don't know. I wish Wendy the best. Uh, I know she has her son, who's probably an adult at this point. Yeah, he is. Um, but I don't ever, and I've I've seen a lot of stuff online, like, oh, this is karma. That's what she get. And it's like, does anybody have any social grace anymore? That's the thing. And then I feel like, are they coming for her because she is a woman and she's powerful? And also because mm-hmm. she's herself an LGBTQ ally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get a lot of people who want to talk about the work that she's done and say, oh, she's a man or whatever, whatever, all the derogatory <laughs> ignorant statements that they say. But then you got people like Miss Charlemagne the guy. Oh. Who you know came up under, came up with Wendy Williams, and they're very close, and they have very similar styles. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there was a little bit of um, opposition towards him as well, but definitely not as bad as Wendy Williams. So it's- not Miss Charlemagne, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna say what I'm gonna say. Yo, I'm done. <laughs> Is it because she's a woman or is it because she's an ally? I don't know. But there's other people who are doing the same and not being held to the same standard or thread as Miss Wendy. No, I get it. And I, the one person that really checked Charlemagne, Lenore, was Monique. The comedian? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm, I'm not aware of that. Yeah, that was a Breakfast Club interview. I'm not the biggest fan of Monique. Yeah. But the fact that she set him straight, set them all straight. Uh, Charlemagne, Angelique, which was so funny. I was walking to a grocery store the other day. Angelique 
Angela Yee opened up a coffee shop down the street from where I'm at. <laughs> okay. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Right. Well, I already said it. Um, and I seen her, and I was like, "Look at Angela Yee, looking like she was trying to be very inconspicuous." Girl, we know who you are, girl. Right. Calm down. We not about to stop you. We don't want no picture. Like, calm down. Anyway. Oh, so we praying for Wendy Williams. Yes, definitely. And it takes for T.S. Madison to really describe Wendy Williams. Come on, Miss T.S. <laughs> and if you don't know, you know, Google it. Because I'm not about to be transphobic or anything like that on this scene. Right. That's not what we do. So let's see. So the next clip, okay, let me pull this clip up. Ay, mi madre. This one really low-key kind of stressed me out. So if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know that I live in New York, I live in New York. I live in Brooklyn. And if any of you have visited New York, then you've probably been to 42nd Street. And there was a young lady that was pushed onto the platform on an oncoming train. So let me play this clip for you guys real quick. Review. And of course, I came to South, my favorite restaurant in the city. Uh, it's a black no, this is my microwave. Technical difficulties. Wait, hold on, hold on. What happened? Is it going to play? Wait, is my wife home? Okay, here we go. Hey, hold on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's always something, Chad. It's always something. That's what make it real stories with real people. Right. It's real life. Authorities haul off 61-year-old Simon Marshall after they say he... Oh, no. Authorities haul off 61-year-old Simon Marshall after they say he turned himself in for allegedly pushing a woman to her... Don't do this. Yes, I did. Authorities haul off 61-year-old Simon Marshall after they say he turned himself in for allegedly pushing a woman to her death Saturday as she waited for a train to pull into the Times Square subway station. NYPD Commissioner Kishant Sewell and New York City Mayor Eric Adams, along with other officials, condemned the violence that took the life of an Asian-American woman. Officials identify her as 40-year-old Michelle Alyssa Goh. She was a Manhattan resident. Although Ms. Goh was Asian, authorities say there was no indication she was targeted because of her ethnicity. This incident was unprovoked. And the victim does not appear to have had any interaction with the subject. Beforehand, officials say Marshall also taunted another woman who managed to escape unharmed. There's another encounter that our person of interest has with another female rider 
who was not Asian. He gets in her space and she feels that he was about to physically push her onto the train. As she's walking away, she witnesses the crime where he pushes our other victim in front of the train. Marshall has a previous record of three emotionally disturbed incidents. They add he has four prior arrests, including several for robbery. Police say there was a current warrant out for his arrest for allegedly violating his... Okay, so we got the gist of it. Right. And it's sad because that's one thing that I want to offer people that visit New York. And you want to take the train. Because it's the thing. It's, you know, for some people nostalgic, whatever. Right. Do not stand by that yellow line. And, I mean, that's... I feel like it's like an urban legend but i mean it's true because i've never been to new york but i've heard that this is a thing and you know we have a a transit authority here in cleveland where i'm at nothing on the scale um that would be considered you know like new york but in some instances we do have some underground um uh rapid we call ours the rapid and not Mm -hmm. the um, opportunities where you standing on a platform and I always feel very much on alert and I'm not about to be at the edge anyway just because you know that train coming in hot it's coming in fast and I don't want no misunderstandings but Period. it's really tragic that that's something that happened um, I mean you can see he obviously they said it in the report but you can see he has some mental health issues because he mm-hmm. like it's there yes I did it so I mean, that's a whole nother thing about that issue and that problem, but it's just really, really tragic. And that was something that would have my nerves on edge and would probably induce severe anxiety for me as a person, like catching a subway. And that's something that we had a conversation about a couple of days about, you know, what do you do when you are catching the train and what are your habits, you know, to ensure that you're safe and that you're not taken advantage of or to become a victim, you know, like something like this. Like either I'm sitting down on the benches. The benches are not the most sanitary. Also, I'm also, my back is against the wall. Yep. Period. And if I can't have a back against the wall, because some subway stations don't have walls. Right. But I'm standing in the middle of the subway. Or at least next to one of those pillars or poles. Man, so if you push me, then I may trip. I may fall. I may fumble. But I ain't going on that track. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Oh, so in conclusion, or will they say in summation, let's talk about these chicken wings, child. Child, let's talk about them. I want me a chicken wing right now. I do too, but the question is, can we afford them? Baby, we're apparently Subway can afford them. Uh, Chick, not Chick Fil A. What's some other people? Taco Bell can afford them. And that's what is so interesting to me. In the middle of a shortage, where they, you know, charging almost the prices of steak for some chicken wings, y'all want to come and put out some chicken wings. And Miss Subway, ain't y'all supposed to be the fit and healthy girls? Uh, Which y'all coming with some fried chicken and where y'all frying it at? It's giving me very much moose knuckles. Yeah, I don't wanna. Mm. 
and I want to try so bad. I walk past that Taco Bell every day, like, oh, I want to try it. I want to try it. But then I think about my stomach. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. Because Taco Bell is a whole setup in itself. I mean, to me, Taco Bell food, and don't get me wrong, Taco Bell has come a long way. And they mm-hmm. do have some healthier options now. But really, to me, Taco Bell is 2 a.m., coming from the bar, coming from the club, drunk. And this is the food that you're about to be eat, and you better be on your way home, or you better have access to a restroom. Because she about to use you. Because you are about to be flushed out <laughs> in about five hours. Absolutely. Shoot. In some cases, quicker than that. You're going to wake up, and that stomach going to be like, whoa, whoa, Child, I call her Taco Hell. That's what I call her. Ooh, child, the ghetto. <laughs> and my name Leek's voice. The ghetto. <laughs> I ain't gonna be able to do it. No, absolutely not. I thank you, Chloe, for joining me tonight. Absolutely. Thank you for extending the offer and for having me. Of course, of course. I don't know where Nettie went to. Well, he sent the text and he said that he didn't want to keep going in and out because his connection wasn't that well. So he told us to just go on ahead. Hey, the show must go on. Absolutely. I respect it. What do you want to leave the people with? What's your last word? You know what? Right as you said that to me and the wheels of my brain started turning, something came up to me and I just want to say to thy own self be true Mm. and we're going to take that as a page out of you know literary history but it's still relevant you know no matter what day and age that we're in but at the present time where there is a so-called social awakening Mm. be yourself and be true to yourself and stand up for yourself because it's so important that you make sure that you set boundaries and you make sure that you are okay and that your thoughts and your perspective are heard because we all matter. You matter. Mm-hmm. So be true to yourself. Well, and I think of boundaries doesn't equal beef. Absolutely not. I set my boundaries. Now, if you feel like it's beef, you might be the problem. Exactly. It is what it is. But this boundary is not for discussion. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I thank you for joining me. Again, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed myself. Of course. And so that family is a wrap. And I love each and every one of you. Thank you for supporting, subscribing, clicking like, whatever you did sharing. I appreciate it. Chloe, we'll chat soon. Mi amor. Ay, mi madre. (laughs) Period. Bye. Bye.